How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Standing out. I'd love to be a Pittsburgh the rest of my career. I mean, I can't speak for the front office, but I sure would hope they would feel the same about me. Yeah, I mean, just being drafted in 2014, I, this is my this will be my tenth year in a Pirates organization. So it seems crazy to say that, but um, I don't I don't know anything else. And I mean, Pirates fans have been great to me my whole career, so I would love to be here. And um, yeah, I would I would love it. Yeah. All right. And and what. Well, it's going to happen, at least through Mitch Keller's age 33 season, five years, $77 million. Doesn't even put him in the top 30 annual salaries for pitchers right now, and you can bet between now and then, tons of guys. I mean, he'll be lucky to be in the top 100 by the time the contract ends. Um, but when you're a pitcher and when there's always that risk of arm injury and you're kind of at the height of your powers right now and the team still has another year of control anyway and you're only making five-something million this year, if, if it stays that way, we'll see about the parameters of the new deal. Man, $77 million looks guaranteed looks pretty good, you know? I think it's, it's, it's very smart of the Pirates to dangle that. You know, they got a team-friendly deal, but it's also a risk. It's always a risk on the team side, too, because of injury and especially with pitchers, especially, it seems, with strikeout pitchers. So this is a great deal for the Pirates. And Keller said at the end of that clip that he didn't know if it was going to get done, wasn't really sure, but, you know, loves Pittsburgh, wants to be here. That's kind of a factor that we saw with Reynolds as well. Just the overall expression of how much he wants to stick with the team, loves the city, loves what this team is building. Now, obviously, we got to see it translate on the field to a 500 team, if not better, this year. But it's telling for Mitch Keller and the Pirates that they well, trusted the process, and it's paid off at this point. It took a while. I mean, they're still the same team, though. Yes. Mitch Keller was already on the team, was already going to pitch. They, they, they still need another pitcher. So that's that's problematic. And as one of the callers from from last segment said, and he made great points, this is now a pretty tough division. The Cubs are back in the ball game here. Uh, we know what the Brewers do. The Reds have as much or more young talent than the Pirates right now. Uh, Cardinals are the Cardinals, I think. I think they're going to be back at some point. And all these teams have pretty good farm systems as well. So it's not like the Pirates are coming in here with some Huge advantage where, yeah, maybe some of these other teams are better, but we got guys rolling in. We got the farm system, not necessarily in this division. That's an issue. The crazy thing is, I think it was the Pirates finished above the Cardinals in the division for the first time in the standings since 1999 this year. Yeah. I can almost guarantee that's going to be very hard to repeat that in the same year. 
928-9370. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Text line, and we'll be doing texts in the city later with Donnie Football. The entire nation will be huddled around their radios for that. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates Personal Injury Law Firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Uh, the last thing that's good for me, two things, is to read comments under stories that I write, the comments section, and to look at the text line back there, city limits. I saw there was one person who just repeatedly, it's the same guy, keeps texting in Joe sucks. Yeah, he doesn't like Joe. One t- one t- Is that you, <laughs> Joe, or Caller Joe? Oh, maybe it was Caller Joe. Yeah. I don't know. One or the other. Yeah. Well, I'll take it as a compliment anyway. Too many Joes. Yeah, Joe sucks. I tell you about the time I, in, in the early days, we used to get the texts out here. And there was one guy who was just lost his mind, and I called him, <laughs> which is a bad idea. I forget his name. He, I think he was out in Greensburg. I'm like, hey, it's, it's uh, Joe Starkey. What's up? And at first he's like, hey, and then he's like, oh. And then he's like, then he got, tried to get tough on the other end of the line, said he was going to call my bosses, and I said, okay, here's the number. But just so you know, uh, I have a history of all the texts you've sent. Very, I was saying this very professionally. So I'll go back there and, and, and let them know what texts you've sent so that they have a working basis for when you call them. Meanwhile, his texts were like filled with expletives and things like that and the worst stuff you could say. So I guess he never called. Big surprise there, huh? Oh, stunning. Could you imagine if we had the text that popped up like on a little board in the studio, like it's the New York Stock Exchange, and we just get to read them as they go by? Well, we kind of do. I mean, yeah, but, we kind of do. But, but we're going to save it for texts in the city. Mitch Keller, five years, seventy-seven million. Do you like it? Does it start to change your mind about the Pirates that they've now locked up three young players? Key Brian Hayes started to blossom last year. That deal. I mean, if he's anywhere near what he was offensively for the last three months of the season, that's an unbelievable steal to get an elite, the best, him and Arenado, the two best, fielding third baseman in the game, and then a guy who looked like an above-average hitter with a little bit of power coming down the stretch. That's just no matter who he's getting hitting help from, I might add. Um, That looks like an incredible steal. And so does this, quite frankly. Like I said, Keller's not in the top 30 pitchers in annual salary right now. I disagree with Mackey, who calls him a legitimate ace. It all depends on what you think an ace is. I mean, is it simply a number one starter? I think it's more than that. Even Derek Shelton on his show last year said that uh, Keller still had work to become an ace. To me, that's when you get a guy out there with, you know, an ERA in the lower threes or better where he's, you know, every time he goes on the hill, there's a chance for a wipeout game. You know, I I think we know it when we see it. Right, Limits? Yeah, there is still room to grow here. I mean, we're not trying to convince anybody this is Max Scherzer or Garrett Cole or anything like that. That's an ace. That's an ace. So he has, and, and this is why you can get him for five years and 77. He's not that yet. And he has room to be able to get there. He does. I love the way he bounced back last year after a very rough stretch that had me and many others asking, now, wait a second, do you want to sign Mitch Keller long-term? And then he really righted himself, which I thought was impressive last season. 
Let's go back to the lines before we get to some Penguin stuff because it was a pretty big day, I thought, yesterday in Penguin country for a couple reasons. Go ahead, City Limits. Here's Gary and Butler. Hey, Gary. Hey, how are you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Hey, I would like to – I am very optimistic and love this move, and here's the reason why. Number one, you got him locked up now for five years. You have him and schemes. That also frees you up to go get another quality pitcher. I hope. And then with the and how they built this back end too, you get these guys five, six good innings and turn it over to your bullpen. I think you're setting up for a really good season that there. So uh, I'd like to get you guys take on it. Thanks again for taking my call. Well, again, it's all relative to the competition in the division, but you have to like appreciate the call. The back end of the bullpen. I just don't really love the rotation as it stands right now. I don't. And it's too bad, really, because Contreras looked for all the world like he was going to be a two or a three. That's what he looked like to me. And when Ortiz came up, I always go back to the Bob Walk line, and and Walkie is not given to hyperbole. I can tell you that, publicly or privately. And he said that watching Luis Ortiz in his first couple games, he hadn't seen somebody come up debut with the Pirates and look like that since Garrett Cole. And I'd like to know what the hell happened. I really would. He was he was turning on the red light, turning on the goal light, you know, on the broadcast, reaching 100 miles an hour pretty regularly. What happened? What happened to Contreras? And does it lend itself to fear with some of their other young pitchers? You know, I, I, I wish the rotation right now could potentially be Skeens, Keller, Gonzalez, Contreras, and Ortiz. I thought they stumbled into something with Ortiz, and I thought they had something with Contreras. Maybe that'll still pan out, but but I worry about those guys. I just wish one more starter. Just one more. Cabrera would be ideal. I'd be willing to give up some younger players. They have a log jam at second base here. What about Gonzalez? And I still don't know who's playing right field, Joe. I know. I mean, are you going to put G1 Bay in center and play Jack Sawinski in right? Shuffle the deck around like they did with Reynolds moving in from center to left to be able to put Jack Sawinski in center? That's another issue. It ain't going to be McCutcheon. No. I can tell you that. Maybe for a couple of games, maybe once a week, maybe on a Sunday lineup. But no, he's You know gonna, what I liked last DH. year, and I know his numbers weren't great, was Palacios. Yeah, I do too. He was fun to watch. He was a timely hitter. Yes. He'd come in, pinch hit in the 7th, 8th, or ninth. There were a couple of times he'd tie the game up in the 8th inning, a couple walk-offs. He had some fun uh, big hits. Now listen, he was 239, 413 slug. He had 10 home runs and 247 at-bats and 40 runs batted in. I think there's some potential there still, and I realize he's 28. There's something about that guy. But, yeah, they probably need another bat, too, but not nearly as much as I think they need another start. And, I, and I'm assuming that Cruz and Hayes are going to be good offensively. Maybe that's a big assumption. Well, I think you have to. They, be, they, they better be. Going or, anywhere. or it doesn't matter if they add somebody in right field or not, right? Yeah, they're not going anywhere if Hayes, Reynolds, and Cruz are not healthy and hit. Who's next on, on the lines here, City Limit? We have Scott in the South Hills. Hello, Scott. Hey, how you doing? I've never um, been better, and I value your inquiry. Uh, the, 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 the Pirates coaching staff, I don't know how they can make Keller any better. I mean, he's got a 4.7 career ERA. 
I mean, that's what he is. If they can't take Contreras with that slider and Ortiz with that fastball and not make them any better, how are they going to make Keller any better? Well, haven't they already made Keller a lot better? Listen, He's got a 4.7 career ERA. I mean, last year he was 4.2. The year before he was 3.9. I think the reason why it's up at 4.7 is because the first year is he struggled, and then they made him better. But I do agree with you. I just said that the Contreras and Ortiz and Priestley or Priester situations make me worry about how they develop pitchers. We're on the same page there. Believe me, Scott. Yeah. Believe me, Scott in the South Hills. But as far as yeah, Keller, not, that Keller is an sure example of a guy Priester. they made better. I'm not sure, I'm about sure about Priester about either. With his slider, and I'm sure about Ortiz with his fastball. For God's sakes, you got to make them better. And they've gotten worse. We agree on that, Scott. You sound like the type of guy I don't want to get on your wrong side. We agree on that, okay? Yeah, you betcha. Now I'm frightened. The threat through the phone. Yes, he sounded like a loan shark, didn't he? Yeah, it sounded very tough. Hard-minded. Anyone else? Limits? We have Dave in Delmont. In Delmont. A wonderful place. Hello, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call, Joe. You sound much friendlier and happier. Go ahead. Oh, I am. I, uh, I'm i just amazed that every time that the Pirates sign their players, they've been playing good for them. I, I mean, I'm so surprised. Uh, it uh, just realize, it makes me realize that that's what teams do when you want to have a successful team. You you pay the players that have been playing good for you. Makes sense. Even thinking <laughs> that about, does make sense now that you phrase it yeah. that way. Yes. I was even thinking about calling the mayor and see if I could get a key to the city for the Nuttings because all of a sudden they're starting to spend a little bit of money. So thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Not sure we're ready for a key to the city here, city limits. Although you would know better than anybody, wouldn't you? Are we just not allowed to have like a little bit of excitement that they're signing people, especially three consecutive years, after not doing this whatsoever for the previous 10? Like, is it, isn't that allowed? Well, what they've done, again, in the previous 10, they did actually do this, city limits. I hate to kill that narrative. What they've actually done is finally signed somebody to a $100 million contract. Right. And a couple of other pretty big contracts, over $70 million. You know, I think when they signed, what was what was Marte and Polanco's deals? I think Polanco was like five for 40 or something like there that. There was a lot of club options. Even McCutcheon's way back when was six for 51 or something like that. It seemed like a lot then. Since 2015, there's been nothing. So they've broken some barriers here. $100 million, now a younger pitcher. I don't think they've ever signed a, a younger pitcher for more money than this or no. as much money as this. Not that I've found. And I would like that. I would like them to do more, but I would like that. At nine two eight ninety three seventy. I hope that previous guy doesn't have the text line, does he? Of course he would. He called the number. Well, everybody's got the text like, line if they have the number. Yeah, I know. That didn't make sense. He sounded like he doesn't text much, though. No, he's somebody who would rather enforce his will on the phone. <laughs> exactly. Or, or in person. And he's probably very difficult in person. Or fun. You know what I made at home this morning? What's that? Banana bread. No. Whole wheat tortellini with shaved Brussels sprouts. That was close. Yeah, and I have it here. I'll let you sample it if you oh, don't mind. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have it for lunch. I'm very excited. 
I've lost 12 pounds. Uh, some of the people in the hallway were just complimenting me that I look better. That's great. 928-9370. Thank you, City Limits. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Let's get to the Penguins as well. Mike Sullivan had an unbelievable, just mind-boggling quote yesterday that we're going to get into and compare to one that Mike Tomlin had this season as the two Mikes in town uh, seem somewhat bewildered at the moment, running out of answers, you might say. The last time either one of them either won a playoff series in hockey or won a playoff game in football. In other words, the last time either one of them had a big playoff win was what? 2018? 18, Penguins. Penguins? 2018? We're getting old and older here. 2016 for Tomlin. I know. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Donald J. Football is coming in here at noon. I'm sure he's back there. He's got all his work done for the afternoon, guys. And him and I are going to do a little show together from noon to two. Are you excited? I'm very excited. What do you think is going to happen? I think we're just going to have the show and Donnie put in his input and we'll see how the chips fall. (laughs) Yes, we will. You think it'll get ugly at times? Have you ever seen Donnie mad? I've never seen him mad. I've seen him somewhat flustered. Yeah, maybe never flustered. Mad. Not mad. Do you think he has an angry bone inside him at all? Um, Probably. I think everybody does if you hit the right nerve. Because somebody like that caller from two calls ago, uh, they keep their anger hidden and then it all explodes in one place. At one swoop. time, yeah. And I've been known to make non-angry people angry. Jerry DePaula snapped on me. Ray Fittipaldo snapped on me. If those two can snap, then so can Donnie Football. Now I consider it a challenge, actually. You always challenged Ron. Those were some of the best arguments well, he's, in conversation. Yeah, he's easily snappable. His <laughs> anger is right there on the surface. Bet the NBA with no sweat, same game parlays from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. It's Thursday, which means Warriors and Lakers, which means go over for Steph and LeBron. They're well-rested now. The last time they played, they both went nuts, especially Curry. And then LeBron had the winning basket. I, who I think we might get them combined for 100 points tonight. I'm serious. Well, 80 maybe, but definitely over. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. However you want to play, just head to FanDuel.com slash Starkey to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay with TNT Thursdays. That's FanDuel.com slash Starkey. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21-plus and present in PA. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued is not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Mike Sullivan has confirmed that Tristan Jari will get the start in net tonight at PPG Paints Arena for the Penguins against the Montreal Canadiens at 7 o'clock. Jari in his career against Montreal is 5-1-1 with a 271 goals against average. And the Pirates and Mitch Keller have agreed to terms on an extension. According to Jason Mackey, five years and $77 million for the Bucko All-Star. Headlines from Papa Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You like that City Limits? Second time I've ever heard the song. Yeah, it grows on me every time I hear it. Little John Hyatt. <clears throat> He might have been on City Limits, for all I know. Austin City Limits. Cry Love. What a song. What an artist. I saw him. I don't remember what the name of the place was. The Rosebud. Graffiti. One of those places. Just tremendous. Anyway, I was in the middle of an opening soliloquy today when the Keller news broke. We spent the whole show on that for good reason. Five years, $77 million. Just an incredible deal for the Pirates, the more I think about it. And it is a straight five-year, $77 million deal. There's no options included. Oh, yeah, be- you saw that? It begins this year. Jason Mackey just reported a couple okay. minutes ago. Well, you, you kind of understand it from both sides, you know? For Keller, there's always that risk, especially power pitchers of that arm injury. And he still would have had to wait through this season and all of next season. And that's a lifetime in pro sports. That's a lot of pitches before he could have struck it rich on the open market where he surely would have gotten more and maybe way more than $15.5 million per year. So now he's got $77 million guaranteed. Him and the next few generations are set in the Keller family. He gets that. The Pirates get a guy who may still be ascending who already is a 200-strikeout guy, um, and he's not even in the top 30 in salaries. Not even in the top 30. By the time that this contract expires, he won't be in the top 50 or 75. No. The way the contracts continue to move and expand. Will there ever be a point where contracts at some point drop off? Like, what has to happen so that Patrick Mahomes in five years doesn't make $90 million a year? It's the law of the universe, City limits. If something expands, it will eventually contract. Right. But that doesn't seem to be happening in pro sports. No, not at all. But I still think the universe wins in the end, one way or another, especially in a sport like baseball. One way or another, uh, there's going to be contraction. But we'll see. In the meantime, Penguins, Kyle Dubas spoke yesterday, told us all that Any discussion of Mike Sullivan or the coaches is low-hanging fruit, so I guess we can't criticize them. They're not the problem, even though it's unbelievably indicting to him and them that they have had their star players available for every single game this season. And last season, Geno and Sid played all 82. So the core four, the guys that Dubas said he ain't touching, Sid, Geno, Letang, and Carlson, which I don't know why he's untouchable, But those four have played every game and they've gotten really good goaltending. So 
that's pretty indicting of the coach and his staff, I would say. Injury's not an excuse. Sorry. I mean, Noel Achari is a nice little player. But I ain't using that one. And I think Sully is running out of answers. I think he is. I think he's bewildered. I think this is like Mike Tomlin with his offense. It, it's funny because it's offense for both of them. Matt Canada running the Penguins power play. It's it, Neither team could score to the, to the point. We're not talking a two-week slump. We're not talking a two-month slump. The Penguins couldn't score last year. They didn't finish in the top 10. Their power play stunk last year. This year it's reached hideous, embarrassing proportions just like the Steelers' offense did where nobody can ignore it anymore, whereas the head coach, you have to be mortified by what you're seeing and unable to fix. And it leads to quotes like this. This was yesterday. This was Sully answering a question from a Montreal reporter, and then I'm going to compare it to an equally ludicrous Tomlin quote from this season. Let's start with Sully. Your team has been involved in 23 uh, one-goal games this season. You've only managed to win seven of them. In a general way, how do you explain that your team has been so often on the wrong side of those one-goal games? I think it's easy when guys like yourself come in and point to one statistic and then try to draw conclusions from it. And what that lacks is context. Yeah, so for example, you could look at it in a way that the fact that we're in so many one-goal games how many multiple goal games did we create? Did we turn into one goal games because we pushed back and got back in the hockey game and gave ourselves a chance to win? Do you have more of that? That's he, what it, he that, wasn't done yet. That was it. No, that was the full answer. No, it wasn't. He talked about how it was a flawed question, and he went on with that for a while. That's okay, City Limits. It is, but there's more to it. Um, but that was the key part. That was the key part. Um, your question lacks context. And what exactly is the context coming from Sully there? Like, like, hey, buddy, you're not mentioning the fact that we were getting blown out a bunch and got desperate late and made those close games. It was a flawed answer. And it was an answer out of context, not the question. And it's Sully's job, if he thinks it's out of context, to put it into context. And he failed to do that. You know what else he failed to mention? They've lost four games that they led going into the third period. So if you're going to mention the games that you lost, in that you should have lost by more, but made a comeback late, how about you also mention the games that you, that you blew leads in? You were ahead in games and blew leads. The Penguins are 3-8 and eight in regulation. I'll even eliminate overtime games for their sake. Okay, I'll even eliminate what what some might term the crapshoot of overtime. And let's just go regulation in one score game. The, The guy's question was basically, coach, why can't you guys win close games? And that's a very legitimate question because this team stinks in close games. Let's just look at the division in regulation in one goal games. The Penguins are three and eight. The Islanders are eight and three. The Capitals are eight and three. The Devils are seven and four. The Rangers are seven and four. And even the Flyers are four and five. And the pitiful Blue Jackets are three and five. They're all better than the Penguins in one goal games. 
Or Sully could have simply said, have you seen our, our power play? That's why we're three and eight in one goal games. We can't put games away. We don't, we don't utilize our biggest advantage, which should be stars on our power play. It's our power play. Good question. It's killing our season that we're three and eight in one goal games and can't win in overtime either. Very pertinent question. Thank you for asking. That's destroying our season. And it's the power play. Instead of that answer. That answer. Well, you say you say we can't win one goal games. I'll come right back at you and say a lot of those, we should have been killed in those games and we weren't. How's that for an answer? City limits. It's one of the worst answers I've ever heard Sully give. He's usually very thoughtful and, and sensible. He's just continuing to give excuses. And I don't know if it's that he doesn't have the answers to this at this point or if he has a bigger issue with the current problem at hand with how the Stars are playing and the fact that this roster is just structured in a way that maybe he just can't coach it. And he's getting hot about it, which yes. when, when he does that, you know somebody is, is on to something. He's hot about it. Uh, usually he's very measured, and maybe this is – Maybe this is sort of reflexive because you know he's keeping things inside after games. In fact, he said he was happy the other night with their effort and all of that. Some good things in this game. Yeah, that they what? battled back when they were down to the majority yeah, of the game. Yeah, right. That was, a, that, was the, that was the poster boy game. Hey, look at this. We battled back late. Yeah, we still lost, but we battled back late. Probably should have been blown out. What are you talking about? We don't get blown out. What is this? Neil Brown saying, hey. We might not be very good, but I'll bet you we won't finish last. We've gotten to the point where Mike Sullivan is basically saying, well, we showed some fight, and I'm glad we saw that. Yeah, and that is the bar. That's the bar. That, that is, should not even be close to the bar. One of the worst answers I've ever heard him give. So it reminded me of the other beleaguered Mike in town, Mike Tomlin, who after a game against Jacksonville in which his defense forced three turnovers, including an end zone interception, which takes at least three, but possibly seven points off the board, which counts as many as any you might score the other way, last I checked. This is what he had to say, and I'm sure you remember this one, after a three, after his defense forced three turnovers in a loss to the Jags. We were able to get some turnovers, but they weren't the type of turnovers that, that tee up the offense in terms of being on the short field, although I do appreciate them. Uh, they kept the score down. Uh, they weren't the type of ones that teed up the offense. And so, um, obviously, we, did, we got a desire to, to dominate the turnover component of play. Uh, we got some, but not, not the type um, that's really advantageous. Come on, defense. You're supposed to play offense, too. My offense is so hideous and historically embarrassing. Thank in you, fact, defense. In fact, you should be scoring touchdowns like you did in that Cleveland game. We need more touchdowns from our defense. I had never heard Tomlin, uh, like Sully, is extremely, you know, thoughtful and sensible. What the hell was he talking about? His defense gave him three turnovers, including an end zone interception in that game, but they weren't the type of turnovers that tee up your offense. So we have one coach saying that, the other one saying, yeah, we lose all of our one-goal games, but did you see how we fought back from almost getting killed? We had close losses instead of blowout losses. Come on, ask a better question. These guys are losing it, City Limits. They're losing it. Thank you, defense, but 
could, could you could you please try to get that turnover a little bit closer to the end zone that yeah, we're trying to score on, please? Preferably inside the other team's 20. Come I'd on. really like that. What are we doing here? And both of these situations are born of having no answers for embarrassing offenses. Just embarrassing. The Penguins have become a top six team in goals against. And they can't win. All their best players are healthy and they're getting really good goaltending and they can't win. They can't win. And I think Sully has just reached the end of his rope here. I really do. And I think that unless they go on some dramatic winning streak here, they should win tonight. Come on, the Canadians are in town. They played last night. They have one of the worst penalty kills. Not that the Penguins could take advantage of that, but they could. If ever they were going to, it would be tonight. Man, these two weeks before the deadline, they go out to Western Canada. They have to go at Vancouver and at Edmonton. And like I said earlier, if you're Dubas and you're giving him these two weeks, if, if he really hasn't made up his mind, I'm not sure I believe that, but if he really hasn't made up his mind and these two weeks will determine it, that two-week time frame gets shortened to one night if they lose to the Canadians tonight. That's it. Done. Start moving, people. And as I attempted to point out today in my Post-Gazette column, I, I, I think you need to sort of turn the the looking glass here on the Penguins. You could look at this like Dubas is in a very good position, a very strong position. He has things that everybody else wants. He has assets, and they're not just assets. They're, they're the kind everybody wants. If you're, if you're a contender, proven, talented, quality NHL players, some of whom would bring you cup-winning experience. Lots of teams could go for that, and he has lots of players that fit one or both of those categories. The, the, the sad thing is it hasn't worked here. It hasn't worked. But that doesn't mean that Kyle Dubas isn't sitting there in a position where he could make a lot of moves here. You don't think the Edmonton Oilers would like to have themselves a Brian Rust? You don't think a bunch of teams would like to have Jake Gensel? Maybe give up a first-round pick, maybe something else even in return for Jake Gensel, and then the Penguins could try to re-sign him maybe in the offseason? A Jake Gensel rental? How about Riley Smith? How about Marcus Pedersen, who's going to need a new deal? His, his contract expires after next season when he turns 29. Don't get me wrong, I like him. But he is going to turn 29, and he's going to need a new deal. It'll take him into his 30s. Somebody see something maybe still in Ricard Raquel? How about Lars Eller for a contender? He's having a pretty good season for Lars. I mean, he, he is what he is. He's a third-line guy. And a good leader, tenacious defender, all of that. Now, Sully lately is treating him like he's, like he's you know, Pavel Bure or something. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He's on your first power play. He starts overtime. What are we doing with Lars Eller? But he's very, very, I think, marketable. Nedeljkovic is marketable, and Jari is too. You can't lose there. They have a kid, Joel Blomquist. In the AHL, who's going to be 23 and who's 
having a great season. That should allow you to move a goalie. So the idea that do you know what's Dubas going to do? He 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 doesn't have assets. He's got tons of them, and this is all without touching your core four. And he he intimated strongly that he wouldn't. Of course, obviously Sid, but then you have Gino, Latang, and Carlson. I, I, why wouldn't? Why is Carlson untouchable? This hasn't worked, and he would bring back something good, even if it's only tons of cap space. But why would he be untouchable in your core four? That part I don't get. The other three guys seem to be united for life, and and that seems to be understood, although there may have to be a conversation with Malkin. The other complicating factor is is partial no-movement clauses. Carlson has a full no-movement clause. Well, you know, they're like any contract. They were drawn up to be broken, right? So maybe somebody under normal circumstances doesn't want to go out to Edmonton. But maybe for a stretch run and to go chase a cup with Connor McDavid, they waive that partial no trade, whatever teams they have on that. Maybe Edmonton's one of them. Those were made to be waived and broken, especially once you find out your team doesn't want you anymore anyway. There's all kinds of possibilities here. And what it would amount to is a soft rebuild. Keep the core four if that's what you're going to do. But you just heard me mention all kinds of people. And Jari, I think, is is very interesting. You have Bloomquist ready to bloom. You like that horse? And you have Nedeljkovic, who's, a, who's an unrestricted free agent, so you might want to sign him or trade him and keep Jari. I think uh, Nedeljkovic could, could bring back something good, too, right now. You're looking to gather assets in the form of really good draft picks, younger players, uh, prospects who are just about ready, nearly ripened. You want to start collecting those people and retool and reload. Even if the Penguins kept this team together, who's to say they wouldn't be worse next season, right? Dubas admitted we got to get younger. Well, now's the time. He's in a good position. Pierre Lebrun just reported yesterday that everybody's available except that core four. Good. That's what I like to hear. Back to Jari. Maybe Dubas was playing chess from the beginning here. Sign Jari to a reasonable long-term deal. He's a good regular season goalie in a goalie-starved league. And then parlay him into something else. You're looking at a guy in Jari who's only 28 years old. He doesn't turn 29 till the end of April, by which time the Penguins will be riding golf carts instead of buses. Am I right, City Limits? It sure looks that way anyway. Yeah, it sure does. He's 131 and 77, Jari, is in his NHL career. He leads the league in shutouts this year. He's a career 914 save percentage. He's signed to a very reasonable long-term deal, and he's still fairly young. What's there not to like for another team about that? I think we tend to focus on his playoff performances. I think other teams would focus on this as a good goalie with a nice contract who's still young. If he's healthy in the playoffs, I bet he'll perform. That's my whole point here is we've reached a crossroads where the 30-something, you know, adding on old guys to go with the old guys plan, it ain't working. 
It's not working. Hextall tried it. Dubas has tried it. It's time to try something different, unless something very dramatic happens in the next two weeks, and maybe even if it does. Do something different here. The opportunity exists because you have what every contending team wants. Good players. They do have good players for sale. That's just a fact. I don't know why it's not working here. I'm not going to mention the coaching because Duba said that's low-hanging fruit. Nothing to do with the coaching, but it's not working here. So start shipping them out. Get younger. And in the long run, get better. I think it's time. Donnie Football coming up next. And this should be very interesting. Myself and Donnie Football, who would have thunk it when I was teaching at Waynesburg and he was a just a youngster heading into Waynesburg. Never got to teach him in a class until today. He's basically a, a student in here, isn't he? Never got to teach me in a class either. I know, that was sad too, but you, uh, you're five years younger than Donnie Football, right? Right. You left right before I got there. Very sad. City Limits Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing HVAC provider for over 50 years. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge. Route 19, Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Donnie and I might play a couple quarterback games, might talk a little Justin Fields. We can listen to the Justin Fields. We can listen to some of these Ben clips. But he's going to have to be Donnie Baseball. For part of this show. And there is a Donnie baseball. That's Don Don Kelly. And Don Kelly. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because we're going to talk a lot more Mitch Keller. I want to know from people out there. Whether you think. Whether you consider this to be the Pirates extending goodwill toward you. Or whether you're more cynical. Either way. I want to hear it. Because I think there's, there's room for both opinions. And many more. At 412. 928-9370. 928-9370. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 49 today with a chance of rain throughout the day. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Five years, $77 million, the extension that the Pirates and Mitch Keller reportedly agreed to today. Pirates' first spring training game is Saturday against the Minnesota Twins at 1 o'clock. You can hear it right here on 93.7 The Fan. You can also hear it hit basketball at 5.30. Our coverage starts at 5 against Virginia Tech from the Peterson Event Center with the Panthers tied for fifth place in the ACC. Hear it all on your Odyssey app. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open. For more, go to 937thefan.com. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheatre.com.